With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's been plenty of overreactions. May it's going to be hard to beat the overreaction this year to the overreaction of the year so far, which is Geelong's performance yesterday. My biggest takeaway out of being there live to see Geelong and Hawthorne at GMHBA Stadium yesterday is not that Geelong will be tough to beat and be the premiership favourites again. We knew that. Uh, been telling you Ollie Henry's going to be a star for a while now, um, given you know that I live in Geelong and know his parents. Uh, when Jack Henry got drafted, uh, I was told him, said on air, that uh, when Ollie, his younger brother, gets to draftable age, he's going to get drafted really high in the order. And the fact that Ollie looked like a star uh, yesterday is not big season news, given that if you're listening to this show, I've been pumping him up for a little while the last couple of weeks after he dominated an internal trial a couple of weeks ago. It's no surprise that Stephen Wells is still Geelong's... Well, he's still one of the best recruiters in the comp. I mean, he's assembled a great list again. We knew that. I mean, Stephen Wells has been a, a great recruiter for years, so no surprise the Cats have recruited well again. And a quick reminder as well to those with the overreactions. This time last year, no one was supposedly going to beat Melbourne all year. I mean, the reigning Premier all last season, I used to ask Jared Waitley on a weekly basis and laugh about it. Who are you, who are you picking for the flag, Jared? Melbourne or the field? And he'd always pick Melbourne, and I'd always pick the field. So if you're asking me who's going to win the flag this year, Geelong or the field, I'd still be picking the field because the field's got Brisbane, it's got Richmond, it's got Melbourne, it's got Collingwood, it's got Sydney, it's got the Dogs and it's got Carlton and one or two others in it. So still the field for me. But if you'd like to throw in your overreaction, uh, jump on board. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A couple of my thoughts from the games that I've been watching um, so far, look, Richmond, they started in the centre square with Nankervis, Prestia and their two gun recruits. So Hopper and Taranto have been in there quite a lot in the centre square. So that's the changing face of Richmond. We kind of knew that they were probably going to do that. Well, it's confirmed. That's the changing face of Richmond. Nankervis, Prestia, Hopper and Taranto, their main centre square starting four. Uh, yes, Cochin has been forward and he's kicked. He's looked good. Kicked a goal, a snap, a good snap off the pack. They were zoning, so there was no one on him at the time. But, yeah, he looked good coaching forward, so that's working so far. And on the North Melbourne side of things, um, well, Sheasel looked good. He's kicked a couple of goals. Nick Larkey looked like he rolled an ankle, so hopefully he pulls up okay. It uh, looks like North are playing a big handball game. That's the way I read it. North are really using the ball under Alistair Clarkson to try and run it with handball, so use the space with handball more than I've seen them use that kind of ploy for a while. So... It's only a small sample size, really small sample size, but that's the one thing I have noticed out of that game. Um, North Melbourne led a quarter time. Richmond kicked five goals to one in the second quarter. Uh, Samson Ryan amongst a couple of the other guys that have looked good for Richmond. So stories that you wouldn't already know for Richmond. I mean, I could tell you, you know, that the usual suspects are playing well, but there's a couple of other guys like Samson Ryan who I think have looked good. And the other game, just in a, in a nutshell, Tom and Thomas down, I'm coming to you as well. Um, yeah, look, Tom DeConing's going to be a star. He's looked good. Dan McStay's looked pretty good. Sammy Edmund told you that earlier, and he has looked good. Uh, Charlie Kerno, Daniel Howe, they're going to have a really good forward line, um, Carlton. But Collingwood's 
under Scott Sell, when he's coaching them today, have looked all right too, I've got to say. Um, there was a little bit of a scuffle at one stage, which was interesting to see how intense they've been taking it. Hopefully still side bottom's shoulder um, roll onto his shoulder, which he came up holding is going to be okay. But uh, they've been rucking. Carlton have been rucking Murkov quite a bit. Uh, Hewitt, Chera and Cripps, the centre square starting four. So if they're going to use Murkov as a ruckman this season, that's a bit of a change up for the Blues that they're going to work, use him more often. A lot of Blues fans last year were saying, give him the chance, give him the chance. Anyway, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. as we head to your calls and start Midday Madness with you, Tom, in Thomastown. Welcome to you, Tom. Oh, hi, Dwayne. Yeah, I watched the um, Geelong game yesterday and was, you know, very um, pleased with it. Um, but uh, a couple of the players that you didn't touch on, which I thought were uh, notable, was um, Sava Radigalia looked great down in defence. Um, Sam Managola looked great back on the wing. And um, Jack Bowes, um, it, oh, I was really, when, when we recruited him, obviously he had um, high raps, but, you know, it was hard to sort of gauge what sort of a player he would be and, and, and just how he would um, fit in that um, midfield. And um, he, he had a bit of a Jimmy Bartell look, very sort of, um, you know, you know, wasn't you know flashy, but every time he got the ball, he did the right thing. He looked calm every time he got near it. So um, he could be the, um, the big, big win for Geelong this year. But in terms of Ollie Henry, how do you think Ollie Henry will go in the forward line alongside Rowan? Because I don't think they can play on the same side. Um, no, neither do I. So Rowan didn't play yesterday. I think Ollie Henry gets a game ahead of him. Ollie Henry is the kind of guy who can play on the wing. Look, I think he's going to be... I don't want to. I probably shouldn't put him in this bracket, but I think he might be better than, say, Jake Stringer and Jordan Dugowie at doing what they do eventually um, because I think he can play forward. He can play midfield. Now, I'm not going to put him in the could-be-better-than-Dustin-Martin bracket. That would be stupid. But I'm thinking on a consistency basis. We've seen the up-and-down from Stringer. We've seen the up-and-down from Jordan Dugowie. I think Ollie could be that kind of player, but consistently. And that's the brilliance of Dustin Martin. I mean, he plays that role to the best it's ever been played, and he probably does it 19 weeks out of 20. So if Ollie Henry can be consistent, I think he can play in the midfield. I think he can move up to wing. I saw him play wing for a while in an eternal trial two weeks ago for the Cats. I think he might be only playing forward at the moment because they kind of needed his brother down there, Jack, with Tom Hawkins not there. But, yeah, that could change up in time. Uh, I think you're right about Asava Radigalia. He looked really good in defence. We haven't seen enough of uh, Asava. And to me, it's no surprise that Bowes and Bruin um, are going to be good. They were early draft picks, and we can go through their story over and over again. But it, it, sometimes an environment is more conducive to being a good performer for players. And going home for Tanner Bruin is obviously going to help him get better. The other one was Holmes in the middle. So Holmes has been playing as a centre-square starting guy for the Cats all pre-season, and his explosive speed looked brilliant yesterday. So he's another one that's coming in from that grand final lineup, Tom, uh, that's going to be in their best 18 and maybe in the centre-square starting four um, for them round one this year, Tom. So, yeah, there's a lot of upside, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, I think... Yeah, I couldn't agree. Oh, yeah, Max Holmes was going to be the next one that I mentioned. But, yeah, they... They looked really good, and as you said, there's a lot of players who didn't get a premiership medallion who will be very hungry and, um, yeah, wouldn't want to be lining up against Geelong um, this year, just uh, sending that out to uh, the other 17 club fans. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Thanks for your call, Tom. Yeah, look, I think it was obvious to everybody that that Geelong was going to be good this year. I mean, that, that's not what we learned 
yesterday. Maybe a lot of people learned that they're going to be really, really good as opposed to just, you know, really good. They are the reigning premier. What I did learn yesterday, I've got to say, Hawthorne fans, I actually liked what I saw from Hawthorne yesterday. I saw Hawthorne play a really exciting, uh, bold style of game plan that's going to beat a few teams. I was actually watching it live. Obviously, people watching it on the TV thought that Hawthorne's performance was was terrible and the scoreline was terrible. I thought watching it live, I think they looked better than a lot of people thought they looked. It's just that Sam Mitchell's not working with the same tools that Chris Scott is. Hawthorne simply don't... Well, they haven't recruited anywhere near as well as Geelong. Let's start there, if you like. The Geelong Army yesterday was up against, you know, blokes on push bikes for pea shooters. So it was a completely different battlefield yesterday. But when the Hawks come up against teams that are similar to them, I think with that game style that Sam Mitchell was trying to get them to play yesterday, I actually think they're going to be pretty good. In fact, I, I know that the we've played on SEN this morning a little bit about Sam Mitchell talking about the fact that uh, Geelong won't be falling off the cliff. Let me play you something that hasn't been played over and over again, and that is Sam Mitchell saying that having talked about the performance on the way home and watched it again, he's not that concerned. I'm with him on this. Here's Sam Mitchell not that concerned by the fact that they were demolished by Geelong yesterday. No, not concerned. I had a really good chat with Luke Bruce, um, you know, driving back down the highway last night, and he, you know, the old, it's never as good or as bad as it seems is um, very, very obvious on a night like last night. Once I got home and watched a bit of the vision last night, and, and there were certainly some areas that need some need some sharpening, but um, overall, um, there was a few more positives than perhaps I thought as soon as we were there. Um, but their, I mean, their consistency of the way that they play uh, was was much better than what we had. And I think, um, you know, we this time last year, we got absolutely blown away by Collingwood in the first practice game. And um, it, was a, it was a bit of a, more of a reality check, whereas I think this time around, playing on their home deck that they trade at every day, um, different dimension ground that we haven't played at before. Um, we tried a few different things in our in our mix. We certainly wanted to explore some options with our game style, um, which we did. Um, and then we'll see we'll see which ones of those hold up and which ones we need to shelve. Sam Mitchell, um, and I agree with him. That was Sam Mitchell on breakfast this morning. I agree with him. I don't think Hawthorne was anywhere near as bad yesterday as a lot of people are telling you. If I'm a Hawk fan, I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm not happy with the list so much, but. Sam Mitchell's game style, I think they're going to beat some teams this year. Lou and Bandura, welcome to you, Lou. You're watching the Pies at the moment. Uh, are you, Lou? Welcome to you. Yeah, look, uh, Wayne, I'm, I'm pretty positive about my team this year, but this morning with uh, Kane and uh, Kingy, they, they were speaking about which, who's going to come second because they <laughs> reckon that uh, you know the Cats are going to go back-to-back. I don't think it's that simple, Dwayne. you got, like, the Pies... Obviously, we ruffled their feathers, you know, last year in, in that in that in that final, and like, you know, luckily they run. You know, I, I reckon we could have gave them a good shake up in the granny if we made it, but we didn't. You know, it is what it is. But I reckon even Richmond, even Melbourne, even uh, Sydney, even it's like heaps. I don't think Geelong's game plan is going to be as uh, down pat this year as it was last year because you're taking out, you know, the captain, and you don't know what that's going to do. Right, you can't you can't go off of one preseason game against Hawthorne. No. Who, who oh, are, I'm agreeing who with you on this. Yeah. You can't actually. Oh, just, you know, Geelong's going to smash everyone, mate. It's it, we're in February. Let's just calm down a bit. I'm with you, Lou. It's the overreaction of the year so far, and I might actually end up 
at the end of the year being the overreaction of the year. This time last year, as I said, Melbourne was going to be unbeatable. They're coming off the flag win. Melbourne, oh, they're back home. The grand, the grand final's back at the MCG. Who's going to beat Melbourne? And things change during the course of seasons. And, yeah, Geelong's improved, but so's Brisbane. They've gone and got Dunkley. They've gone and got Gunston. They've got the best young kid, Will Ashcroft, in the land. So they've got the next Nick Dacos, if you like, as part of their group. And he's going to play round one. Melbourne's improved. So, you know, you add Brody Grundy, they've improved. I think there's a number of teams that are going to improve this year. Richmond's improved. They've got Hopper and Toronto, just watching them now. So, yeah, look, if you didn't hear Kane Corns with Kingy this morning saying that um, that they're playing for second, the rest of the comp, here is a little bit of that overreaction of the year so far. Atkins, who joined Gary and Tim on breakfast, he said this is the best list I've ever seen and we lose Joel Selwood, but we replace him with the three players that you mentioned. And then I see Holmes is playing, even playing the grand final, and then I see Radagalia, who's hardly played and he's playing okay, and then I see Segler in the ruck, and then I see Rowan and Duncan and Hawkins didn't even play. I'm thinking, this is this is a race for second, Kingy. Race for second? Well, That's I don't a, know. Gee, we're, a prisoner of the, we're a prisoner of the moment, and I get that, and, and only four teams have won back-to-back premierships since the 90s, so it's hard to do. Well, I mean, one's hard to win, let alone two in a row, but I they play nine games in Geelong where their record is, I think it's 114 and 17 in the last... I don't yeah. know, 16 years or something. So there's nine wins. Like, it's just it's going to be difficult so, for teams to get close. There you go, Kane Corns. They're always difficult to beat at. What's changed there? They're always difficult to beat at GMHBA Stadium. Kane rattled off the stats. So the fact that they were difficult to beat there yesterday is no surprise either. Anyway, back to your calls. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A couple of tests coming through. Hawthorne will be fine. Um, you know, Amon, Meek, Cooper, Stevens will be elite with Ward, Butler, McKenzie, Newcomb, Day, Sicily, uh, Chad. Um, and I, look, I think, I think I'm probably with you in that Hawthorne will be fine. Now, whether they can make the eight is a bit of a stretch, but will they be fine? Yeah, they're going to beat some teams this year. Ryan in West Meadows, can you give me a quick rundown on your thoughts on Essendon's performance last night? Missed it due to cricket training. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a game that because of the blustery conditions, um, and the, the paddock style or the, the suburban style that it was, I think it was difficult to gauge for me off the back of seeing a, a uh, game played in such clean conditions with no wind on a pristine deck uh, with two teams that were trying to move the ball in a slick manner. So it was difficult to line them up, but they both looked good. That's probably what I'd say from that game. Difficult suburban ground, windy conditions, but both teams looked pretty good. 